Hello, and welcome to the Thanksgiving special of Writing the Right. It's been a while since Mike and I were able to uh, come at you guys live, and we apologize for that, but we've got great news. Mike is making a professional transition in his uh, day career. You know, this eventually maybe this will take off, but for now, this is uh, just a side gig. So Mike is making a transition, which will allow us to get back to a more regular scheduling, uh, uh, you know, a more regular recording schedule, and we'll be coming at you weekly like we always intended. Uh, but yeah, just so for begin- those who, uh, who don't know, I was working from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. and then working from 7 p.m. to 11 p.m. And you no, know, Jeff, with his regular hours, was stopped working at five. So he had a very small window in which to record, and it never really happened. So, yeah, we'll, so we'll it be, may we'll be, be so difficult, but we will get back at it. Um, so we'll be coming more regularly. But the one thing we definitely wanted to do um, is continue our goal of having specials for what we deem the biggest holidays in the United States. We already did our Independence Day special, which we will do annually, obviously, Thanksgiving. Uh, is is coming up this week, and we wanted to come at you with our Thanksgiving special. Admittedly, this week uh, and this special will not be probably as in-depth or as long as our Independence Day special, um, but we'll change it up next year just like we will do with everything else, and, and so maybe next year we'll have new topics. If you have things you'd like us to talk about after this special, shoot us a note at mikeandjeff at gmail.com. Drop us a line on Twitter um, at mjwritingwrite. Uh, MJ uh, Instagram, same thing, or hit us up on Facebook on the Writing the Right page. Um, for those of you watching on YouTube, uh, you'll see banners running across throughout the broadcast with our Instagram, Twitter handles, our uh, email and everything else. So you can hit that up. Um, and and anybody listening, hopefully those instructions help. But anyway, we want to get into Thanksgiving. So as I said, when we did the, the independent special, um, there's a lot of reasons behind us doing the specials. One, it's just fun. Uh, two, we think these specific holidays deserve their own set-aside discussion, aside from all the current events and all the current stuff going on in the U.S. And lastly is, as a major fan of the late, great Rush Limbaugh, um, this is sort of our homage to what Rush contributed mm-hmm. to conservative talk radio. Um, because every, if for those of you who listen to Rush, uh, every Thanksgiving Rush led read the true history of thanksgiving um as a story uh, as in one of his books but he uh, read it on the air every year we will not be stealing that story this year maybe next year i will uh, and give him the credit but this year we're going to kind of take our own spin on that but still again want to give credit where it's due because a lot of what he did has inspired our own show exactly and at least for me i also wanted to get rid of any misinformation that's out there so with Thanksgiving or Independence Day or, or Christmas, there's always um, commonly held beliefs that are wrong. So hopefully what is going through the true history, you can learn a thing or two about your nation's history and uh, kind of dispel some of those rumors that are, are not true. Yes. Awesome. So thank you, Mike. So let's start out by talking just the history of Thanksgiving. And this is a history that we've all been taught in school, right? The pilgrims and the Indians sat down for a feast and it was this great moment. And then uh, what people forget about is the fact that, well, you know, for, you know, about 180 years, 200 years after that, uh, the the pilgrims or, or the Europeans that became the Americans and the Indians were at war. Um, but for that brief section of time, Uh, They came together to feast and celebrate the harvest. So Mm -hmm. we wanted to talk about that. And, and Mike, I, I tend to dominate the discussion. So I'll let you kick things (laughs) off and then I'll jump in. Yeah. So um, as Jeff said, the, the programs are are commonly believed to be the the first uh, people to hold the first Thanksgiving. There's actually some information that Texas, uh, Florida um, also have done it in the 1600s. So there's some, claims that texas held it the first one in, in 1598 near el paso um there's also claims about virginia in i want to say 1619 uh, which is actually a few years before the the programs held their thanksgiving um so um yeah <laughs> just this this is kicked it off with that yeah, so let's get into the first Thanksgiving. So the first Thanksgiving uh, kind of happened in in 1621. So in the middle of 1621, 
the early settlers in the U.S. had fallen on really hard times. The uh, settlement um, that the the settlers from the Mayflower, Mayflower had founded uh, was struggling. Uh, many of them had died. Um, and well, yeah, they, were, so they had died the the winter before in in 1620. So I'm 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 better at just hopping in and giving random facts as as you go. No, that's perfect. So yeah, so you know the the settlements struggling. Many had died early on, um, and really the turning point kind of came around in the middle of March in 1621. And that's when the, they started to engage with some of the Indians, some of the natives and um, Samoset, an Indian wearing really what's described in, in most historical writings. And there's very few, um, right? Because th this really comes from some of the pilgrims journals, Edward Winslow, um, governor Bradford, there's not, and, and Thomas Hunt, some of the, the prominent uh, pilgrims, were really the only journals we have to give us history on the time. But he's described, described as wearing nothing but a loincloth. Uh, and he came up the main street of the settlement to the common house and, and he startled their faces. Um, and he said in, in English, he said, welcome. Um, and his name was Samus uh, and uh, his name was Samoset. And he was a chief of the Algonquin Indians. Um, and he'd been visiting and had learned English from fishing captains and things throughout Maine. And, um, so he came up there and, and that was the first positive interaction they'd had with the Indians. Right. And, and again, they're struggling at this point. And then they, he brings back Squanto. Squanto is one that we are all familiar with. Uh, I think mm -hmm. everyone is familiar with the name Squanto, uh, whether they realize it or not. Well, it's interesting. Um, kind of going back to our independence day special when they were talking about the 1619 project and how that kicked off uh, the slave trade. And that's why when America started, but Squanto was actually uh, kidnapped in 1614, uh, which I actually I, I might have mentioned um, back then. But yeah, this is just kind of gives another hint that the 1619 project is incorrect. But essentially what happened with him, he was kidnapped um, by the English, went to Spain. Um, yeah, actually by actually London. by John Smith and, and his uh, on his voyage. Um, so John Smith, a name you'll all remember from the Disney movie Pocahontas, if you watch that, or if you're just familiar with the story of Which Pocahontas. Just a, just a lie. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, the Disney movie Pocahontas is incredibly historically inaccurate, but regardless, uh, the name John Smith is real. Mm -hmm. Very true. I mean, but to be fair, that's a very common name. Right, and I, I should I should <laughs> rephrase. Excuse me. Um, so he actually came back to Plymouth in 1614 with John Smith. Um, he was, he was kidnapped, um, by Thomas Hunt in, in about 1605, um, and, yeah. and sent to England. Um, so yeah, so he came back with, with, uh, John Smith again, name you'll recognize, but because of that, he knew English and he came and, and met the settlers. And, uh, at that point he spent time, uh, with them, and helped them learn to farm and harvest in that area and, and uh, better and to better hunt and better provide for the settlement. Um, mm -hmm. All of which they had struggled with significantly since the founding of the settlement in Plymouth. Yes, very true. So, so it's, you know, it's, it's pretty interesting because as well as doing my research on Squanto, um, like the, the dates kept changing on when he was kidnapped, when he went to London, when he went to Spain, uh, went to Spain. Um, so I've seen the dates you said, and I've also seen the dates that I, I mentioned as well. But the, the point is that he was kidnapped um, prior to uh, like sixteen fourteen or or prior. Came back and he and he helped to put uh, pilgrims. So that's just the, the main thing to, to talk about. No, thanks, Mike. So. At about this time, uh, Squanto, and again, he's, he was spending times with the uh, Wampanoag uh, Indians, and, and I'm sure I mispronounced that, um, and, and Massasoit, uh, which again, may have mispronounced. Quick Google search says that's the proper way to pronounce his name, uh, but that's probably wrong, um, was, was the chief uh, of the Wampanoags, um, and he entered into a peace treaty um, with, and a mutual aid treaty with, with the Plymouth Colony. Um, that actually lasted for about 40 years. So it was a, a long extended peace uh, for a colony which had previously been besieged by, um, by difficulty with harvest, difficulty with hunting, difficulty with the winter, difficulty with disease, uh, lots of death, um, and, and difficulty with other Indian tribes. Mm -hmm. um, so at that time, 
they taught them how to plant. And this is, again, something you probably all remember from kindergarten or first grade. One of the most important things they taught them was how to plant the Indian way to plant corn. Um, and uh, that being an extremely valuable, valuable uh, resource and, and crop in the United States, obviously, was something that the, the um, settlers were not familiar with from Britain and, you know, hadn't been growing. And so he helped them learn that. They learned how to uh, hoe out basically six foot squares and, and put down four or five kernels, fertilize it with fish. And, and doing that allowed them to learn to um, grow more crops. And, and they were able to exploit beaver pelts, um, which helped them drive greater demand in their, uh, in their fur trade with traders from France and from elsewhere and, and get better resources in Europe. Um, but it also helped them in, in their own uh, building up their own economy. And, and I should point out, you know, prior to the, at this time, the settlers are all operating under essentially a socialist system, right? Where everything is shared, uh, is shared property. But this, is a transition point that starts the transition towards uh, a more traditional capitalist system. We'll get into that more probably next year. Um, if you have questions on that, I suggest look up some of Rush Limbaugh's old episodes and watch it. He'll get deep into that. Um, but by helping Squanto, helping them to learn to trap beavers better and, and use better beaver pelts, that really drove up the price. And as all of you probably know, the fur trade was a major industry in the early colonies. Uh, really well into the revolution, actually. Yeah. Uh, being that's a trapper the, one was, of, was significantly important. Mm -hmm. That's one of the things that was important uh, in Detroit when it was founded, or Detroit back then. Oh, good good point. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I, so that really... No, so I, think now, was, I think it was deer, if I remember correctly, not, not beaver. That would make sense in, in that yeah. region. So, you know, that combined with better crops, now they've got better economy. There's a lot of things that the settlers things are going much better than they ever had uh, for the colony in Plymouth. So at that time, this, this pilgrims being an extremely God-fearing people um, who we should point out left England in many cases for religious freedom. Um, that gets mm -hmm. talked about a little bit in uh, kindergarten and things, or at least it used to when we were in school. Nowadays, I highly doubt it. Uh, but we want to reiterate, they left <laughs> in many cases, they left um because they they were kind of ahead of the curve, even before the revolution, even before the Declaration of Independence, they were seeking a religious freedom and an ability to practice their religion free of hindrance. Um, and so being a God-fearing people, uh, Governor Bradford ordered a day of public Thanksgiving to be held and, and at the time in October. So now we hold Thanksgiving in November, um, obviously, but uh, Canada still holds Thanksgiving in October um, for mm -hmm. anyone keeping score. But they decided to hold a public Thanksgiving um, where they could come together. They invited some of the Indians that had helped them, uh, many of the pilgrims, and they brought vegetables uh, from their gardens, some of the uh, things that they had, uh, some of the fowl that they had shot. They had we'll fowl. We'll, we will read um, from one of the colonists or one of the, the pilgrims. Uh, own account of Thanksgiving here in a moment. Well, we actually we actually have two. We have both the the governors, Edward Winslow and William Bradford. Yep. Yeah. So William Bradford's the governor who ordered it. So let's let's read his uh, account first, Mike, and then we'll read Edward Winslow, who's one of the the main sources many historians use to to kind of create the image of the first Thanksgiving as well. And he did succeed uh, Bradford as the later governor of Plymouth. Yeah. It looks like uh, just looking at the Wikipedia, they they kind of went like back and forth as being governor. Was pretty interesting. That is interesting. Like, I wasn't aware of that. Yeah, well, yeah. Let me read it. So they began now to gather in ye small harbors they had, and to fit up their houses and dwellings against winter. Being all well recovered in health and strength, and had all things in good plenty. For as some were thus employed in affairs abroad, others were excising and fishing about cod and bass and other fish. I wish ye took good store. Of which every family hath their portion. All ye summer there was no want, and now began to cometh in store of fowl as winter approached. Of which this place did abound when they came first, but afterward decreased by degrees. And besides waterfowl, there was a great store of wild turkeys, of which they took many, besides uh, venison, besides they had 
I bought a pack of meal a week to a person or now since harvest Indian corn to eat portion, which made many afterwards write so largely of their plenty here to their friends in England, uh, which were not fain but true reports. So Turkey was at the first Thanksgiving, as you can see, according to Governor Bradford's own uh, own journal and account. Now, an interesting fact, and you'll see this as well in Edward Winslow's account, neither Bradford nor Winslow specifically mentions in their account of Thanksgiving whether the Indians were invited to this festival or if they or how they learned of it or if they simply showed up. Um, but what we do know is that they did attend. Um, and, and because and we, we see also in Wins Winslow's account, which I'll read now, our harvest being gotten in, our governor sent four, four men on fowling that so we might after a special manner rejoice together. After we had gathered the fruits of our labors, they four in one day killed as much fowl as with a little help beside served the company almost a week, at which time amongst other recreations, we exercised our arms, many of the Indian coming amongst us and amongst the rest of their, of the rest, their greatest King Massasoy with some 90 men whom for three days we entertained and feasted and they went out and killed five deer, which they brought to the plantation and bestowed on our governor and upon the captain and others. And although it not be always so plentiful as it was at this time with us, yet by the goodness of God, we are so far from want that we often wish you partakers of our plenty. Hmm. So the interesting things to me, and again, this is a, a very brief history lesson on the first Thanksgiving, which is a familiar story, but it, so we've got confirmation. The Indians were there. They had things for everything from deer to, so venison to Turkey to waterfowl, probably duck. Corn, um, yep. corn, lots of other vegetables that they had learned to grow. And they came together and it was so successful. They started having shooting contests and things, practicing their arms. And uh, it became a, a massive festive celebration that lasted for three days, uh, which is kind of interesting because, frankly, even going into this, knowing that fact, I hadn't really thought about it. But if you think about the fact that Thanksgiving is, is really kind of a four-day holiday in the United States now, it's a singular holiday, but then you have Black Friday and, you, and it's Thursday through Sunday that everyone's off of work for the most part. So mm -hmm. that long extended, excuse me, that long extended festival is rooted in history. Um, and it's, I think it's important to understand, to, to realize that the fact that they were spending this as a time to really truly thank God that not only had he given them, uh, taken away their need, but they, he had made their colony successful because really prior to that, that turning point in 1621, it was very uh, questionable whether the colony mm -hmm. would survive. There was a good possibility that those in Plymouth would, would either have to abandon it or would die because um, at the, you know, at the first Thanksgiving, the, the number isn't a hundred percent known, but it's believed to have been anywhere from, um, 45 to 55 or so people. But, you know, yeah. originally and, and, 102 people embarked and went to England in 16, mm -hmm. you know, um, on the Mayflower and, and, and headed that way. So, um, it, there, there were already, they had already had a number of people die. Um, and it was only about 50 or so that are believed to have been at the, at the Thanksgiving. Yeah. So, um, in my research, they listed out 53, um, uh, people. And that's, um, that's the, the number I'm seeing is around, uh, you know, I have one source that's saying it's, uh, just over 50 at about 53, but they can only really account for, um, about 47 of the names. Some of them are in question. So it's it's somewhere in that range of 45 to 55 people um, mm -hmm. with varying accounts. Either way, you know, they, they'd already lost a, a good deal of people, which is something that's forgotten um, because yes. they've yes. gone through a very rough winter previous to this. So 1621 was a, a very big deal for them because it was quite possible that if they didn't survive this next winter, that they would either all be dead or those that were left would have to head back to England. Mm-hmm. And that voyage was, I think, like two months back then. So there's a good chance that most of those people wouldn't have made it. So something just to think about. Um, so another myth that we can kind of dispel right now is that the Thanksgiving was about family or religion, when in, in fact it was just about 
it was more of a um, I hate this word, but like multicultural um, gathering to be thankful for <laughs> being alive. So it was yeah. more about thanks and not a, a specific religion or about just family in general. Yeah, the only real religion behind it was uh, clearly the pill. I mean, they, they had a very clear bent towards they were giving thanks to God for and, and as I believe all of us should on Thanksgiving for the blessings um, that they had received. Um, but you're right. I, I don't like the word multicultural either, but this is truly one of the, the best examples of that in American history um, where the two groups came together and, and simply had a three day celebration of the success yeah. of their partnership, which would last another 40 years beyond this. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I guess while, while we're kind of talking about partnerships, I think a, another myth um, that I hear a lot, it's like right after this, they start kicking out the, the smallpox blankets and start massively wiping out um, the Native Americans. What actually what happened was the English they were they were around more disease so they brought disease here but it, it weren't wasn't intentional the only actual confirmed case of spreading smallpox was uh in a battle um some 100 years later yeah i mean and and some of those things some of the um the smallpox blankets and things i mean like that is known to have happened on the trail of tears and things but that was over 150 years later yeah um that was in the early 1800s um, when we started to create reservations, it was nowhere near this time frame. And, you know, the French and it, obviously different tribes. And that's something also to be remembered is the amount of warring amongst the different Indian tribes in the United States, um, because they're oftentimes painted as these, uh, you know, these um, land loving, noble. naive, noble individuals. And that's simply not the case. They were a very incredible, very intelligent. They knew the land very well. Uh, they simply had different um, belief systems and, and different um, levels of technology than we had. Uh, and B, uh, they were definitely not peaceful. Many of the Indians wiped out and committed genocide against other tribes. Right. So you have, you have to keep in mind that a lot of the wars we fought were with um, other Native Americans against Native, other Native American tribes. So I, I suggest anyone go and read up on the French and Indian Wars prior to the revolution um, or any of the numerous wars we have with the Indians as we settled the West. But that's a uh, story for a different day. We're talking about Thanksgiving, mm -hmm. Thanksgiving, a great American holiday. And I'll admit Thanksgiving is probably my least important holiday in terms of what I consider on the, the true holiday calendar. There are other ones that I don't even really recognize as holidays because they don't really <laughs> mean anything to me. Um, but Thanksgiving on the rung of holidays I care about is the lowest priority to me. That said, it is truly one of the most, one of probably the only true American holidays, aside from uh, Independence Day and then things like Memorial Day. Um, Thanksgiving is the only really true American holiday. And yeah, Canada has one too, but Canada doesn't count. They're barely a country. Where America's at. But that said, the reason I bring that up is I want to talk about our, our one of our founding fathers, our first commander in chief, and his Thanksgiving Day proclamation in 1789, shortly after becoming president, because the fact that Washington recognized the, the importance of Thanksgiving within the United States and recognized the importance of setting aside a day to give thanks um, is it didn't become an official American holiday for many, many years after that. Um, mm -hmm. there, there's a, a long history of Thanksgiving that uh, Mike and I decided is not the topic for this year. It will be the topic next year. Um, but again, if you have questions about it, you're interested and you want us to hit it next year or, or anything, the banner scrolling across the bottom, email us at mikeandjeff.com or at gmail.com. Yeah. Or more like, you know, us personally. So just send us a text that also works. That also counts, <laughs> but I'm, I'm also hoping that this expands beyond that. Yes. Anyway, George Washington. I'm hoping, <laughs> I'm hoping that every one of my fans has my personal number so they can call me whenever they need to. There we go. That is my dream. But George Washington made a famous Thanksgiving proclamation in 1789, which I would like to read for everyone now. By the president of the United States of America, a proclamation, whereas it is the duty of all nations to acknowledge the providence of almighty God, to obey his will, to be grateful for his benefits and humbly to implore his protection and favor 
and whereas both houses of Congress have by their joint committee requested me to recommend to the people of the United States a day of public thanksgiving and prayer to be observed by acknowledging with grateful hearts the many signal favors of Almighty God, especially by affording them an opportunity peaceably to establish a form of government for their safety and happiness. Now, therefore, I do recommend and assign Thursday, the 26th day of November, next to be next to be devoted by the people of these states to the service of that great and glorious being who is the beneficent author of all the good news that was, that is, or that will be, that we may then all unite in rendering unto him our sincere and humble thanks for this kind care and protection of the people of this country previous to their becoming a nation, for the signal and manifold mercies and the favorable interpositions of his providence which we experienced in the course and conclusion of the late war for the great degree of tranquility, union, and plenty, which we have since enjoyed for the peaceable and rational manner in which we have been enabled to establish constitutions of government for our safety and happiness, and particularly the national one now lately instituted for the civil and religious liberty with which we are blessed and the means we have, have of acquiring and diffusing useful knowledge and in general for all the great and various favors which he hath been pleased to confer upon us. And also that we may then unite in, in most humbly offering our prayers and supplications to the great Lord and ruler of nations and beseech him to pardon our nation and other transgressions to enable us all, whether in public or private stations, to perform our several and relative duties properly and punctually to render our, na our national government a blessing to all the people by constantly being a government of wise, just, and constitutional laws, discreetly and faithfully executed and obeyed to protect and guide all sovereign nations, especially such as have show has shown kindness to us, and to bless with them with good government, peace, and concord, to promote the knowledge and practice of true religion and virtue, and the increase of science among them and us, and generally to grant unto all mankind such a degree of temporal prosperity as he alone knows to be best, given under my hand at the city of New York the third day of October in the year of our Lord, 1789, George Washington. So... There's not a lot that needs to be added to that, right? That proclamation is one of the most well-written, one of the most important things said probably in the history of this country. And there's, there's a lot of great things said by our founders and said by presidents throughout the ages. But the eloquence with which Washington laid out Thanksgiving to me is, is really critical. And I just wanted to share that with everyone um, because not only did he highlight the importance of giving thanks for the blessings uh, that this nation has received and giving blessing the blessings you receive, but he wanted to set aside that day. But the one comment I will make is that anyone who does, who doubts again, the, and we talked about this concept during our independence day special, the concept of American exceptionalism, that America is truly exceptional amongst nations, that we are a nation that was set aside by God to do something that no other nation in the history of the world has done. That should be that doubt should be cast aside because Washington recognized something even in that moment in 1789, calling out American exceptionalism there, calling out that God Himself had ordained this nation to establish a form of government for the safety and happiness of the people and to drive a general prosperity around my, uh, amongst mankind that henceforth has not has not been seen elsewhere in the world and previously had not been seen elsewhere in the world. It. That that is the concept of American exceptionalism wrapped up in a very eloquent message. <laughs> it is very true. <clears throat> so, what's interesting is that uh, Thanksgiving didn't become an actual national holiday until 1863. Um, and what the, the what was going on is that uh, a lot of states had made it um, state holidays. Um, but in 1861, um, 1862-63, there were proclamations of Thanksgiving um, during the, the Civil War after certain um, victories. But after the, the Battle of Gettysburg is when Abraham Lincoln made it an official holiday. Mm -hmm. Which is interesting because uh, there was a lot of, actually some pushback on if the president actually had the uh, constitutional power to declare that. 
That's an interesting point because that's what I was going to say is it's, you know, it's interesting. Washington laid out why Thanksgiving was important very early on in the, in the history of this nation, but it was not a federal holiday simply because at the time the separation of powers between the states and the federal government was, was at its peak, right? This was right after the, um, the, uh, ratification of the constitution, very, 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 very close to that. So at that point, the federalist system was at, was the best it's probably ever been in this nation where people truly understood this is something we believe we should do. And the president is, is saying, and all of Congress is saying, this is the thing we want to do, but now the States go do it. Uh, yeah. and, and, uh, as much as I love Lincoln, Lincoln did many things that if you look back from a constitutional historical perspective, were blatantly unconstitutional. Oh yes. Such as suspending habeas corpus throughout the civil war. Uh, one could even argue that, frankly, the Civil War in and of itself uh, was a violation of the Constitution, uh, because you could argue, do this, did states have the right to secede from the Union because it was meant to be a Union um, willfully entered into by the states? It's a, a historical debate for a different day, but it is interesting that uh, it took almost 100 years to become a national holiday. It obviously is one to this day. Um, and, and again, probably of all of our holidays, aside from Independence Day, which is simply a Remembrance Day, this is the one true, truly American holiday. Christmas is a holiday celebrated by billions Christians. of Christians around the world and have, has been celebrated by Christians for 2000 plus years. Uh, Easter, the same way. Yeah. Um, I mean, you can even argue Independence Day. You are Independence Day because every country has celebrates Independence. Right? Exactly, and, and that's what I'm saying is Independence Day really is more of an anniversary than a holiday. I mean, it's a holiday to Americans, and, and it should be. I'm not arguing that it shouldn't be, but Thanksgiving is the one true holiday that is truly and purely American. It is, it is, and and if you want to say, well, what about Canada? Then at minimum, it's North American. It's of the New World. Uh, yes. It is the true truest New World holiday because it is something that does not exist in mm. Europe. Yeah, and it's an American holiday because it started in what is now America. Yeah, and because Canada gets no credit for anything, <laughs> nor should they. Um, they made basketball. They did. Yeah, I did not know that Napier was a um, or Naismith. I mean, uh, was a basketball. Um, yeah, or was a uh, Canadian. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's why can't why maybe that's why basketball is such a woke sport. <laughs> All right, so that concludes the historical portion of our Thanksgiving special. And as we mentioned early on, Thanksgiving special, not we went very very deep on Independence Day. We're probably gonna go, we're gonna go very deep on Christmas and um, and Thanksgiving. We'll wait and hear your guys' feedback. If you really want more, if you really like our specials and you want to hear more, let us know, and we'll go deep on every special from now on. Yeah, uh, yeah. But we're kind of playing this out. Yeah, but I think it's also important to point out is that the reason we went so deep on our, our Fourth of July special is because of the, all the controversy around the founding of our history. So we had to dive deep into all the issues that was wrong with the 1619 project and then just you know, miscon uh, misconceptions. With Thanksgiving, because there's not a lot of not a lot of detail, like we I mean, we read the first two and only two um, firsthand accounts. So there's not a lot of history that we can really go into not for true. like the the two and a half hours that i think our our special was that is fair and, and christmas we'll go deep because of the significance of christmas to the world um yep. <laughs> but but you're right the thanksgiving there's just not as much but again if you if you write us in and you say hey we really love the special episodes go deeper on all of them we'll work and we'll find things to go on. but that said we didn't we we want to do a nerd topic for thanksgiving because we feel like that is one thing we that you know, can go a lot of ways. You can be a nerd about comic books, which we are. You can be a nerd about movies, which we are. Uh, you can be a nerd about sports, which I am. Um, Mike, to some in some sports, maybe not as much as me uh, in others. Um, but I'm more of a nerd of, of cooking than you are, though. Yes, you are. And that's what I was going to say is you can be a nerd of food. And while I'm a nerd of eating food, <laughs> I am, I, Mike, is, Mike is much more of a baking guy. I like to cook. I like to grill. I'm a meat guy. But either way, you can be a nerd about many, many things. And people forget that. Like Final fa or, or Fantasy Football is Dungeons and Dragons for jocks. So really in the is. spirit of nerd. Uh, just so everyone knows, I am currently in tie with first place in my fantasy league. 
since Jeff brought it up. Well done. Congratulations. Just so everyone knows, I stopped doing fantasy football like four years ago because I got tired of the NFL. Um, And the fact that fantasy just became less interesting. It was uh, longer than that. It's 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 been been a bit. I haven't done – I haven't done – I ran our league for a long time. I was a commissioner of a long running league, and then I just kind of quit. Um, yeah, because so I switched to a different um, Lemnikai league for like two or three years after you uh, um, decommissioned yours. Yeah, a lot of people bailed out on it because everybody was kind of getting tired of it. Anyway, in the spirit of nerd culture, meaning more than what it typically means, we wanted to talk about our nerd topic of the week for Thanksgiving for our special our favorite Thanksgiving traditions, meals, dishes, uh, what have you. So, Mike, start us off. Yeah. So, um, for those of you who know me, know that I've been like the main cook for Thanksgiving for the past, I don't know, 15, 17 years, somewhere during um, high school is when I, I took over. So, every year uh, on Wednesday before Thanksgiving, because we have such a, a large family that comes over, um, we used to have my mom and dad's side come over. Now it's just uh, my mom's side, but we—I was cooking for thirty-ish people. We had to start a day early and actually order to finish on time. So on Wednesday is my baking a a crap ton of, of cookies, knocking out the, the stuffing. Um, the turkey's already already done. The mac and cheese is normally prepared but not cooked um potatoes are already done so yeah i i eat thanksgiving twice because i get to eat it on wednesday when i'm cooking it and then thursday when we're like warming things back up and i try to uh do a different uh bake good every thanksgiving and every christmas see that's funny because it's the opposite of my thing so my thanksgiving is very a very untraditional although that will be shifting because my wife is a very big traditional thanksgiving fan Mm-hmm. And, uh, but for me, my family, my family, I've never lived close to extended family. Most of my life, uh, my family is very spread out geographically. Um, and my personal, my nuclear family growing up, my parents and my brothers and I, um, moved around quite a bit. So for very, for a large part of our lives, didn't live near a large amount of extended families. So never big, mm-hmm. never did big Thanksgiving dinners. Um, and myself and my brothers and my mom, none of us really care for that. I hate Turkey. Absolutely hate it. Do not like ham at all. Um, those are the two big Thanksgiving dishes. I don't like stuffing. I don't like cranberry sauce. Um, I don't like. You no, know it's you no, know weird. Sorry to cut you off. I know so many people that love like the canned cranberry sauce, but they don't like real cranberry sauce. Yeah, I, I know people like that as well. And I have to say, like, if I had to eat one, I would eat real cranberry sauce. I don't really like either one. Yeah. Um, I, I hear like because of the ridges, you know, like know where they cut at. Like that's not a good reason to like one over the other, but all right. That's also disgusting. It is. It comes out as a in one. It's like it's more like jello than it is like a sauce. Yes, that's exactly what it is. Um, so anyway, my family, my thing, we didn't really do traditional Thanksgiving meals. And even as an adult, I'm not a Thanksgiving fan. I don't now, as I said, uh, my in-laws are actually uh in the process of moving near us. So my wife we have kids now and she's made it very clear. She wants to do traditional Thanksgiving meals because it's important to her. And so we will, uh, but I don't like Turkey. So the one year I hosted Thanksgiving as an adult, uh, that my wife and I, uh, hosted Thanksgiving, as I mentioned, I am a big, my wife is a big time baker. Like you are Mike. Mm-hmm. I am a, I'm more of a cook, um, because I like to, uh, do like entrees, things like that. So I do a lot of cooking. I, I, you know, do a lot of stuff from scratch, but I don't like to bake. So I did the meal. She did like the baked goods. The one time we did it, I hate turkey. I hate ham. I made prime rib um, because I, so I made a big giant prime rib. Uh, And, you know, that stuff like that is what I like to do. Unfortunately, I'll have to move to Turkey. Um, Her dad typically fries turkey uh, for her whole family, like her whole extended family. And I will Mm -hmm. say if I have to eat a turkey, at least fried turkey is better than regular turkey. Um, Neither one. Uh, but my, my favorite Thanksgiving tradition used to be when, when, uh, it was just like me and my brother, uh, or, um, you know, if, if my wife was visiting her family or stuff while we were dating or anything like that, we'd get Papa Murphy's taking big pizzas on Wednesday and make them on Thursday, sit, watch football all day, 
eat uh, <laughs> eat pizza and maybe have a few baked goods, cookies or something like that. Um, but I will say if I, if, since we're talking like favorite dishes, um, the one thing I've always liked about Thanksgiving when I did have more traditional Thanksgiving dinners, if I was at my grandparents or whatever, uh, I love blueberry pie, not a big fan of pumpkin pie so much. Um, but Thanksgiving is all kinds of pies. I always liked blueberry pie mm-hmm. the most. Nice. Nice. Yeah. I think I, Thanksgiving is the reason why I started making apple pie. So yeah, like, I feel like you need a pie dish on thanksgiving yeah you gotta have a pie and typically like even this year um after my wife will probably be making some baked goods and pies uh we're not going anywhere for thanksgiving this year just moved a lot of stuff going on um so we're going to do a small thanksgiving at home so we're not going to do a big thing which i am perfectly happy with um but we'll probably do some pies and things you gotta have pie Um, but everything else you described like mac and cheese i would eat at your house um, the, the, the turkey, I eat turkey when I'm somewhere where they have it because I don't want to be rude, but I don't eat turkey. I hate stuffing. Absolutely hate stuffing. It's disgusting. Why do you hate stuffing? I, I, really I don't think it's good. Like what's wrong with it? Like, do you like, all right. So you like, like cornbread? Not particularly. Okay. So you like, you just don't like that type of like bread. Yeah. I mean, I'll eat cornbread, but I don't particularly like it. I don't like stuffing. I don't like the stuff that's in stuffing. Um, Okay, so I'm not gonna give away too much of my of my recipe, but we you can add, say the ingredients. It's not necessarily a recipe. Yeah, that is by definition a recipe. No, because a recipe then also like has amounts of ingredients. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, so we we add um, cornbread to ours, um, and we add uh, like ground turkey um, as well. <laughs> the cor- the cornbread I was with you for the ground turkey, like I don't. I, I've always believed that turkey is an extremely dry meat, and I, I'm not a big fan of turkey as a meat. So um, we cook ours in like a uh, a roasting pan, so not in an oven. So it is locks in all the all the juices, and then when we cut it up, we like take the the juice from the pan and pour it over the turkey, so it's it's just not dry. Yeah, and then we also separate like the the light meat and the dark meat because I, I prefer dark meat more. I so prefer dark kinda, meat as well. This is kind of random, but um, yesterday I was cooking and they Kroger's out of chicken thighs. I had to eat chicken breast and I forgot how much I don't like chicken breast after eating almost nothing but chicken thighs. Chicken breast is only really good if you're doing it for like chicken breast is really good for certain things. And, and largely if you're going to do it in something that's going to be heavily seasoned or like pounded out, if you're going to do like I'll, I make a homemade uh, chicken parm. Uh, yeah. So I from scratch. So chicken breast is perfect for that. Um, yeah, but chicken like that, thighs are good if you actually want something that tastes good for a chicken. Exactly. So yeah, yeah, I forgot about that, and I uh, I seasoned it like I would season it for a thigh. It's like, oh, let me add a little bit more to this after I started eating it. Chicken breasts are also just exceptionally like they they dry out very easily, so you have to be really careful cooking them. And they just like they're very. I'm I'm not a big fan of chicken breasts either as just a meal on itself. I use chicken breasts in things, but not in and of itself. Yeah, for the same I, reason, because it's not yeah, very flavorful. Yeah, because I, I love it for um, chicken parmesan too. That's yeah, I mean for for chicken parm, you don't want a thigh because they're too they they just they're it, it doesn't work right. It's you, no. you need it. You want a thinly pat, pounded out chicken breast. Yeah, so I use that. Yeah, yeah. Only time I use it is fried. So chicken parmesan, and then I eat like a chicken katsu curry, which is fried chicken on like a bed of rice and curry sauce poured on top. Very delicious Japanese meal, but I can't. Yeah, I really can't remember the last time I made chicken thought a chicken breast. I use chicken breast a lot for like I'll make um enchil- chicken enchiladas as well or chicken tacos things like that. But again, that's like sh- it's it's shredded chicken and then it's heavily and then it's seasoned. Um, and for that, white meat tends to be better than dark. So actually, I use chicken thighs. So I'll I'll check chicken thighs and like I'll put it in the uh, the taco seasoning. Mm-hmm. Uh, with like some um, lime or something, let it marinate, and then I'll just throw it in the pan, and then that works. Put up into... I've done that. It just depends on yeah. what I'm doing, but I've I've done that. Yeah. See, so yeah, I like to like... cook. I just don't like uh, turkey or anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> Again, that's fair. That's fair. Well, I, see, I'm more of a Christmas guy than I am. I like when we get to Christmas, I'm really hyped because the other thing, Thanksgiving to me has always been that weird holiday. Like I said, for me, it's the lowest import of importance because, like, all right, you sit around, like, you get the day off work. That's cool. Um, you sit around, you eat, that's cool. 
you watch football. That's all right. Like it was cooler when the games were better, but now the Thanksgiving games are almost always garbage um, because it's, it's Dallas who is very hit and miss and Detroit who always sucks. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so those are not fun to watch. Christmas is way better because Christmas you got Christmas is a buildup basically from Black Friday yeah. to Christmas Day. And I, I am a big time Christmas Christmas guy. Yeah. So have you started watching Christmas movies yet? No, I don't start until the day after Thanksgiving. Uh, yeah, we started already. Like my, my, my if, like if my son was a little bit older and I was showing him Christmas movies, I'd probably already started because I love Christmas mm -hmm. movies. Many of them are my favorites. There is a movie I will be watching this week that is a Thanksgiving movie. Uh, because it's there, there are very few of them, but it exists. Uh, planes, trains, and automobiles with Steve Martin oh. and John Candy. He's trying to get home for Thanksgiving, so it's a Thanksgiving movie to me. <laughs> all right, so it's also one of my favorite comedies of all time. Yeah. It was redone in the mid 2010s, uh, with Robert Downey Jr. and Zach Galifianakis as the movie Due Date. And it was uh, horribly stupid because the thing that John Candy delivered in Planes, Trains, and Automobiles that Zach Galifianakis did not deliver in uh, Due Date was a character that you actually um, could care about because John Candy was like annoying and his character was supposed to be annoying and he talked about it, but he was likable and you felt bad for him. Zach Galifianakis' character in Due Date, you just kind of wished you would die. Yeah, that's all right. Uh, I rant about Thanksgiving movies. There's only, that's the only one I can think of. I don't know of any other Thanksgiving movie. Uh, I'm sure there's except for like a Charlie Brown Thanksgiving, which is like the worst Charlie Brown special. Yeah, I was just about to say that to piss you off. You kind of ruined that for me. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> like, yeah, so, I recognize it exists, but yeah, it is. Den it is hands down the worst Thanksgiving or worst Charlie Brown movie because the best one is Great Pumpkin, mm -hmm. and then Christmas is ubiquitous. Yeah. So did you do you have any like or did you have any Black Friday um, traditions? Not really. Um, I'm not big on I don't like to go do the the, you know, doorbuster things because, A, there's never really a deal that I want that bad. And I'm just um, when I first started dating my wife um, back before we were married, obviously, that she was really big at like reading through all the things, figuring out exactly what stores and going out like at midnight and, and hitting mm -hmm. stores. So I did that when we first got together. Uh, we don't do that anymore as much because a lot of stores open up on Thanksgiving, which neither one of us really likes. Um, mm -hmm. I'm not going out to the stores on Thanksgiving. Um, so I guess my biggest Black Friday thing, I always go out on Black Friday. I normally go out and go to lunch, uh, go to the mm -hmm. mall, even though there's never anything at the mall. But I always like to go to the mall. I'll go look at Christmas lights and stuff and okay. go do my Christmas shopping. But I don't like go do the doorbuster things. What about you? So probably in high school, uh, in college, I would go with my friend because he had like uh, younger siblings. So like his mom would kind of send us out and like, all right, while we're out here, let's see like what type of video games are on a huge discount. Okay. Um, yeah. And actually I would uh, use Black Friday to buy like uh, DVD sets. So okay. Smallville will go from like 40, 50 bucks down to 20. Um, but yeah, normally like the my cousins and I, we would like go out to the movies on Thanksgiving. Yeah, I, I used to go to the movies on Thanksgiving or Black Friday a lot when, when I was younger. I don't uh, do it as much anymore. Um, there hasn't been really good movies out on Thanksgiving recently. Yeah. Even like this year, there's not really anything. I, like all the stuff I want to see doesn't hit till December. I don't know if anything is opening this weekend. Come to think of it, is uh no. Oh, Ghostbusters Two was a good uh, movie that we can talk about later on. Yeah, but that oh, but that came out before Thanksgiving. Like, yeah, there's not I'm a lot I'm of things I'm opening just, this weekend. Uh, Encanto, uh, House of Gucci, Resident Evil. House of Gucci, Encanto, I know what it is. I have, It's a kid's movie from Disney. I'm not really going to go see it. Uh, House of Gucci would be the only one of those I would go see, and I'm not really that interested in House of Gucci. It does not look that good. No, I just like the, the actors in there. 
I would see Resident Evil. I really like don't that. see. That's the thing is, I don't really like the actors in Hasekuchi. Adam Driver, I, I, I don't dislike. I think he's okay. I don't think he's great. I think he's hit and miss. And I do not think that Lady Gaga is a good actress. See, I, I, I've never seen her act. It's like I, I'm not too sure. But like Jeremy Irons. Uh, Jeremy Irons, I like. I like Jeremy Irons. Al Pacino. I actually don't like Al Pacino. I'm in the minority on that. I'm I aware. I'm hmm. aware, but I hate Al Pacino. I find him annoying. Yes, sir. I find his voice annoying. I find his whole demeanor annoying. I there are very few movies Al Pacino's in that I actually like. That's fair. What do you think about Jared Leto? Jared Leto is very he is I think he's a talented actor, but in terms of an actor I like, no, not much. I I he it really depends on the role he's playing. Because he's because he's so over the top. As a uh, as a method actor, if the mm-hmm. role is weird, then he's too weird in the role, and it, ru- it can ruin movies. He's really good when he's in a, a support role. I gotcha. Like in um, Lord of War, is really good. Um, I'm trying to think of something else he's been in that, that I wasn't as big of a fan. Well, first of all, I'm not a huge fan of his Joker. Um, I don't blame that on him only because there was so much cut from that movie. So I don't, I'm not sure if I like him or not because of that, how that's fair. he was. That's fair, but I'm not. I'm trying to think of other things uh, that he's in because there are a few things like I don't like him in as much. But Lord of War, I thought he was good. That's he old. That's I mean that movie hasn't been out in a long time. He was in a, in a movie with Denzel Washington. I can't think of the name of it though. It came out last year. Yeah, and I want to see him in Morbius. But because um, that looks like it could be good. Yeah. Although the longer they delay Morbius, the more I think it's going to suck. Cool. But anyway, we've got we've kind of rambled. So yeah. happy Thanksgiving, one and all. Uh, enjoy your time with your families. And we will be back with regular broadcasting uh, very, very soon. Maybe within minutes even. <laughs> um, and our next special will be at Christmas. Happy Thanksgiving. Yeah, and don't punch any old ladies trying to steal a good, a good TV. Happy Thanksgiving.